This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. That'd be lovely. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, modern, um, at mm-hmm. Frank on the radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website, Grandma. You've already had a few uh, text messages from fans of your first choice track there. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darren says, uh, awesome first track, Frank. Just saying that not everybody texts jokes. Sometimes people just appreciate your selection of music. You that know? is, um, of course, if, if you're listening to this on uh, one of the decade channels, that's that, a you've, good point. We played a different, so we might have just played "I Will Always Love You" by Whitney Houston. You think a fancy uh, uh, Frank loving that? Yeah, but, um, <laughs> and it, Darren. Yeah, uh, when I, of course, I actually prefer the Dolly Parton version. If we're truth <laughs> be told, yes. There's less. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you find a note, stick with it, love. Right. Stay with it. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. go wandering off and come back to it. Okay. Uh, thoughts with our family. Uh, John <laughs> <laughs> at Johnny B has been in touch. Oh yeah. With car news, Al. Oh, excellent. Listen up, mate. I'm listening. Re BMW door water ingress. Brief, oh yes. Brief explanation before I Yes, continue. I opened I've had my car for a long time and I opened it uh the, I opened my car. <laughs> no one ever says that, do they? I opened my car door and Ray well, I think it was rainwater. Water ran out of it for I would say more than fifteen seconds. I just had to wait for it to drain before I drove so off. This was the bottom of the door. Coming at the bottom of the door, yeah. For us mm. to paint the picture. Yeah. So Johnny B continues, read your BMW water problem. Has Frank considered asking the original salesman from nine years ago? His name was Kylie. Hashtag better the devil you know. Wow. I tell you what's amazing about that is it was nine years ago since I bought that car, I know for a fact. Um, From the reg, mainly. Well, I know. I know it because... Um, it's Buzz's age. My partner was pregnant oh. and I thought, I need a car with a bigger trunk, is what I thought. Mm. I didn't think trunk, I thought boot. But, you know, I've yeah. modernised You it. didn't go estate, yeah. though? No, no, I didn't go estate. Why not? I, oh, that, because I think then you've got to have, um, like, a dog in the back. I was going to say some, Labrador. You know, yeah, and some sort of DIY equipment. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't want that. I, I have an estate, but I don't have a Labrador or DIY equipment. But, but the guy who... Um, <laughs> don't come here challenging my stereotypes. It's like, a Clive Anderson moment. <laughs> Always pulling down the gang. <laughs> pulling it down. Um, so, um, I... Uh, what his was name was Kylie. Oh yeah, yes, his name. I would have never remembered his name. You'd think you'd remember a name like that, but the guy. Yeah. And he was a, he was a, a, a butch man, uh, and his name was Kylie. And he, in order, he said, "I've um, I've put a track on the um, on because you can load tracks onto the car. This was a new thing at the time. Oh yeah. And I got in, and he'd put on. I think it was. Um, I should be so lucky. He'd put on there. Ironically, oh, that's nice. yeah. Yes, but I would completely forgotten. Well done. Of course, it could be from Kylie. It could no, no, be. No, it's from uh, Johnny B. Yeah, but well, I mean, it's pretending oh, to be. I, see, yeah. I mean, you're not going to use Kylie on if you're uh, <laughs> online name. I mean, fair if, you're, uh, if you play rugby at week, the weekends, which I'm guessing Kylie did. If Kylie is now getting in touch under a pseudonym of Johnny B, um, 
He's played the long game there, hasn't he? Yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting nine years. He's thinking of cracked after one and a half or something, but no. It's probably some relevance to uh, how long it, it was before Kylie's comeback or something. Maybe. Can't mm. get you out of my. Was that what you, was that, would you say was part two of the Kylie Minogue story? I would Minogue say story? spinning around with the gold hot pants mm. was a oh. huge moment culturally. Yes. Yeah, it certainly it, was for me. And it was. My mates, yeah. 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 <laughs> spinning, I wish it had been called spinning around with the gold hot pants. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been... Uh, there's a suggestion then that they'd been chosen for the, the slippiness of their fabric rather yeah. than any oh, vanity oh, region. Oh, right, we've all had a drink, mate. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, listen... <laughs> We were just talking off air. We do talk off air, you know. Oh, yeah. Some shows here, they sit stony faced um, and the music mm-hmm. plays. But we chat like old friends. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about. Um, we do occasionally check that the mics are down. Oh, yeah, it's always good yeah. to that because there's quite a lot of, of vicious uh, malice. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and, and what I would call barrett room language. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but. Um, but we, we we were just talking about someone um, who I work with, who um, Emily knows. I don't know if Alan knows him, but um, he's he's claim, we're talking about claims to fame. And yes, yeah, so I kicked it off yeah. with uh, Rebecca Front, uh, the actor. She her dad designed the logo for the Beatles' Rubber Soul album, which that is a is, great claim to fame. That is, especially she's called Front yeah. as well, mm-hmm. and it's all about the front of that cover. He didn't do the writing stuff on the back, the parlophone symbol. What's the point? Um, but um, and you mentioned, and I mentioned that we we, we we know a guy and his dad made the Velcro um, fitted skirts that were torn off <laughs> the box fizz ladies during uh, Eurovision. And we were so. If anyone out there has got what they would call a um, off the wall claim <coughs> to fame. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you just meet people and it's... it's I don't, you, yeah. They, uh, they, must be, they must be waiting to get it out if they've got one of those on the go. It's like... I'll tell you what I'd like. is like my uncle was the baby on the cover of uh, the Nirvana album. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. That kind that of thing. That would really... Yeah. That would nail it for me. No, that's brilliant. Um, Mark Boat, you may remember we hadn't... Uh, Paid the ferryman with him. Okay. We'd still left him sort of oh, yeah, loitering at the bad. dock. Yeah, he's still that. Uh, yeah, moored. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Boat says, I agree with you about displays of screws and raw plugs in DIY shops. I think it's a message to me to follow something practical for a career. I absolutely love your Gerard Manley Hopkins poetry podcast. Well, thank you so much for that, Mark um, Boat. Boaty. Uh, I um, voters uh, in that in that podcast. I mentioned the fact that I, the thing is, I I'm the least practical person. Um, I, I, not that I know. Yes, that I know. Um, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and yeah, and I never did DIY or anything like that. Almost never. But I do love those hardware. Sometimes you'll get like fifty different types of bolt. Displayed like a, like a peacock tail. 
I mean, right. it's, it's really amazing. Maybe I like it more because it means nothing to me as an actual <laughs> item. All right, Ultravox. I, I can see it as a, yeah, I can see it as a as an art form. But yes. they, they do. They ought to win. You know the Winder Display Awards. I don't know what they're I called. I think Al presented them oh, one. The pain. Back in the day, I probably did. <laughs> yeah. The pain, the painies, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, they, uh, the glazes, they, uh, they ought to, be, they ought to go to a hardware store every. I mean, uh, who point. knew there were that many drill bits in yeah. the world? Fantastic. There's something so satisfying. You said a mouthful. Oh, speaking <laughs> of satisfaction. Tremendous news. This week, for the first time in my life, and I've been waiting for this, I don't know where the idea came from, but anyway, they turned up. I now have compliment slips with my name on. Shut up. Oh, Do you? man, it's What's fantastic. the font like? It's block, Frank Skinner. Yes. And then uh, agent's address at the bottom. Oh. But block Frank Skinner. But room for a brief note. What I thought I might do is actually send people I know compliments. On that them. sounds a nice idea. No one's, I don't think. I'll make a change. That seems to be yeah. what they're for. <laughs> but imagine getting an envelope and it says, I've always admired your posture. Frank Skinner. Oh, people <laughs> Just, would like that. Yeah, that's what they should be used for, surely. That would be a hard one to think of someone for, because people have got such terrible posture generally. Yeah, well, I mean, it wouldn't have to be posture. You'd have to be careful what the compliment was. You don't want this... <laughs> I don't want my compliment slip to be Exhibit A <laughs> yeah. in a court case. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You have opened the floodgates, Frank Skinner. Oh, you've lit up the switchboard. Yeah. With, uh, what was he asking again, Al? I can't remember. Claims to fame. I'm I'm excited about these. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a a rich tapestry here. Mm. We've got Claire Beharrell. I shared my bag of fruit pastels with Dick and Dom at Strictly last year. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a double. Just to get into Strictly is quite an achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Dick and Dom. Mm Mm-hmm. Alistair Burrell, or Burrell, you take your pick. Uh, Nastasi, is that Illy Nastasi? Yeah. Wore my police helmet at Wimbledon in 1992. I think I have an image of Illy Nastasi <laughs> in a police helmet. That's a good um, yeah. claim to fame. That is excellent. He was a yeah. fun character, actually. Wasn't he it? was. This is more local claim the, to fame. Um, can I just say that the Dick and Dom one reminds me of when I was at a film premiere eating popcorn and um, Bob Geldof came over. Oh, are you still, <laughs> still, still upset about this? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him any. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Come on, get some popcorn." No, please. I said, "Say please." He wouldn't say. It. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Paul Pox. Nothing he has done. Has made up for that, in my opinion. <laughs> he, he, he fed the world. Yeah. Not on my popcorn, he did. <laughs> rude. There's no excuse for rude. Oh, rude. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, is a, rude. it is rude to not say please if you're asking for somebody else's food. You're yeah, right. Exactly. You tell him. Mm-hmm. Paul Pox. 
I set myself on fire, lighting candles as an altar boy at Christmas midnight mass in front of the whole town. The priest ran down off the altar and put me out. So he became something of a local celebrity. Oh, I bet he did. You had the burning choir boy. That's, yeah. That reminds me of when I briefly had a milk round at school and I was at the farm where all the milk rounds collect the milk and I it was my job to take this you know those. It's been the milk terminus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the milk terminus. The farm, I think it was called, but whatever. <laughs> but you know those trolleys. The, you know the trolleys that uh, you and McGregor threw at the coach. You know those sort of. It's like an L shape with wheels at the bottom. Yeah. I had one of those stacked with about nine crates of empty milk bottles, and I drove it into a brick, and they all just oh in slow motion s- fell to the ground and smashed everywhere. You know what? I wasn't there, but I can hear it. Oh, mm. everybody heard it within about yeah. a two-mile radius. There's something about those metal crate things that are very distinctive. Yeah. I had a weird experience. I was going to see the butterfly ball at the Albert Hall. Uh, <laughs> this which... was your first interest in poetry, was it? Yeah. Now, this is just... Um, <laughs> do you remember the butterfly? butterfly ball at the Albert Hall? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know if you remember the butterfly ball. It was a sort of a deep purple spin-off project. I remember um, Vincent Price was the narrator that night. Anyway, we drove down from Birmingham to see... We parked the wrong side of... Was, is it Hyde Park, that park mm-hmm. there? And so we had to run across the park to oh, get right. to Albert Hall. And it was... Pit, obviously, it's pitch black in the, in the park because there's, no, there's nothing... And what came into my head was, I bet there'll be one of those metal milk crates and I'll run straight into it and go, <laughs> why that? Yeah. Why that? Why not an animal or... Yeah, shopping trolley. Yeah, yeah. But that, it was the metal milk. I was waiting for it to hit my shins <laughs> and go over there. That's, there must be some nightmarish um, imagery in them which had uh, entered my very subconscious. And relax. You're uh, asking for obscure claims to fame. Is that how we would um, <clears throat> pitch this text in? I think yeah, it's a, I it's I think a we pre-seat. can put obscure in brackets. Oh, OK, I just any know. old claim to fame. I don't mind, fame. like if Neil well, Armstrong was to text in. Well, 160 has, um, has a good and timely one, I, I would suggest. OK. Uh, I have a very topical claim to fame. In 1972, my dad was... It doesn't sound very topical so far. <laughs> Not so far. Well, with our show, that is very topical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my dad was the assistant to Laurie McMenemy at uh, Grimsby Town. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Grimsby were playing Middlesbrough in a pre-season friendly and my dad let me sit on the bench. I was 10 years old wow. at the time. At half-time, there were lots of substitutions of which Nobby Styles was one. Nobby Styles took his front teeth out and handed them to my dad, who in turn handed them to me and said, put these in your pocket. <laughs> I was retching at the thought of the teeth in my pocket. Different times. But not many people can say they've had a World <laughs> Cup winner's false teeth in their possession. Gordon no, from St Albans. That is brilliant. And um, full respect to Nobby Styles, by the way, who features in Three Lions, of course, uh, mm-hmm. for his famous World Cup dance. Yeah. Can I tell you that the headline in the Birmingham Mail mm. was uh, former West Brom boss and England World Cup winner, Nobby <laughs> Styles. <laughs> That's what I... No, not ever afraid of the parochial, the Birmingham <laughs> Mail. It was Albion manager for about six months max <laughs> but uh, yeah also won the World Cup <laughs> oh, there'd have been some uh, 
clinking of champagne glasses when they um, wrote that in Grill Steakhouse. Oh, man. Uh, Frank, Cathy Moore has a, a claim to fame. It's not claim to fame. What did you... You called it something else. I can't remember. I think I did say claim oh, did you? to fame. Okay. Cathy yeah. Moore. How does she like it? How does she like it? <laughs> more, more, more! Yes. She says, my late husband hired David Bowie's band to play at Stockport College Student Union for £20. David turned up, but the band didn't, so he only gave him a tenner. But did he This perform? was in the late 60s. Yes, I believe, I believe. I assume he did. That would yeah. have been his Anthony Lully. Um, <laughs> ten quid for. I was walking down the high street when <laughs> I heard footsteps. Get off! Get, hold on. I haven't metamorphosed into my most productive creation yet. <laughs> we haven't got all night. That's very good. Turn into a sort of a fictional rock star with angst problems. <laughs> it's too early for me. Can I be the long-haired one that sings kooks? No! Get on with it! That's obviously if Russell uh, Grant um, yes. was in the audience. Mm. He could yes. see the whole future spread out before him like a big flan. Frank, uh, Joff Small has a Who? great... Joff Small. Joff Small. Joff. Has a great one. I bought my house off the guy who is in charge of maintaining TV Morse's Jaguar. Oh, off the wall, wow. thanks to fame. Fantastic. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> and finally, Andrew Duthie went to the same nursery as Cyril Regis's daughter. Oh, oh. very good. It's a very lovely, beautiful West Brom theme. <laughs> this morning, um, Eddie Jarman has said his claim to fame cools them. Uh, my claim to fame is that I wrote into the show about my incredible bravery whilst feeding alligators on a swamp tour, only to have my location get far more attention than my story. Oh, was it? <laughs> it's him that started oh, your... Uh, he started Coolston. He started Coolston. Oh, wow. And, uh, you ran with quite a different thing brilliant. from what he was... <laughs> He's the sort of Alexander Graham Bell of, uh, <laughs> of Coolston. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. I tell you what my my ambition is. What I'd like to do is train and become an antiques expert, and then get on antiques roadshow and dress in a very sober, oh, non-eccentric yeah. fashion. <laughs> yeah, don't have a lot of that. Do they? Oh, I'd love that. I'd just love to do a nice grey suit and just send uh, no monocles, nothing sensible. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Joanne Ward from Leeds. In the early 2000s, as a student, I was working in an art and office supply shop in Southampton when Craig David's mum came in to get a photocopy <laughs> of Craig's passport. Oh. I tried to do an extra copy and keep one as a very unethical memento, but oh. she twigged and took them both. Did mm. she? I mean, come on, Joanne. There used to be a very good... Uh, well, I, I, I never actually... Uh, Never begin a uh, anecdote by suggesting it's very good. But there's a mm. story I liked about um, Brian Ferry losing his passport in America. Do you know? Oh that? yeah. No. And he phoned his um, agent and said, "Can you sort it out?" And they said, "Well, it's really difficult." But they really pushed the boat out, and they got um, FedExed um, uh, a uh, a passport to uh, to Brian Ferry replacement passport. <laughs> And the agent got a call at about 4am from Brian Ferry in, uh, in America saying, um, who authorised this photo? 
<laughs> I hope it's true. Obviously, what he would have said was, Who authorised this photo? Probably. Yeah. Um, go on, next. Well, I actually wanted to ask you something, which is, you know, in celebrity auctions, Frank, I don't know, have you ever been put forward in a celebrity or Yes, you have, actually. Yes, I... Um, do you remember that what that woman paid... Uh, well, I'm not for lunch with you, paid was it? Paid three grand to have lunch <gasps> with me. I don't think I ever told you about that lunch, did I? I think you might. I don't know. Depends. I, I don't know if you did. Because, um, yeah, broadcastable? I, I remember I got, like, a, a grand more than uh, Sherry Blair on the uh, on the bidding, and I thought, this is this is a lot of money for have lunch with me. Three grand for lunch with Frank? I know. Well... I got that for free last August at the Edinburgh Festival. In fact, yeah. I, Frank paid for the burritos, <laughs> if, I mean, think you, if I remember rightly. Oh, but oh, then oh, it you. turned out that, that there was a couple, and they were really nice, and we were talking about Milton, I think, for some point, part of it. Lovely. And then, I mean, uh, I mean um, the Paradise Lost guy, not the, uh, <laughs> not the surrealist comic. Oh, yeah. But then... Uh, she said, anyway, come on then. And I thought, oh, no, what's, what's oh, this? Yeah. What's going on? Oh. She said, so Sean Bean, what's he really like? And then <laughs> the whole of the meal was about the times I've met Sean Bean and what he was like off camera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. <laughs> and I, she, said, uh... I said, I remember I, I gave him some um, coffee that was made out of beans that, have been, that had passed through a wild cat. You know this? Oh, uh, yeah. And she said, yeah, and he said, have you got any sugar? And I said, uh, oh, yeah, he did say that. And then she said about nine other verbatim things that he'd said. <laughs> so and I realised I was three grand because I'd met him a few times. If if he'd have been the, the launch, Ooh. it would have been, uh, oh, man. Did she pull down her... Um, her? Well, that's a big story. <laughs> Did she pull up her sleeves and have a hundred percent blades tattoo? Yeah, she didn't. She didn't uh, show me. Well, she has. tell me what you think. But these... what a second-hand bit of bidding <laughs> that I mean, yeah. I was used. I was just used for my for my bean connection. Well, tell me which of these you think I should go for and what the prices are. So this is a, this is a very good cause. This is my godmother Penny. You're familiar with her work, Frank. Um, and it's the Sick Children's Trust. They do this online auction. So here are the prizes up for grabs. And I was surprised at some of these prices. Dance Masterclass with Anton Dubique. Beck. Is it Beck? <laughs> yeah. <I> think the <laughs> rumour is that he's Tony B, because he's real name. Dance I asked Masterclass. him once directly and he faltered. I didn't feel, felt cruel to pursue it. With Anton Dubique. Well, I, I really, really like Anton yeah, I must Do say. you want to weigh it up against something? A phone call from renowned actor Michael Crawford. <sighs> well, <laughs> I have certain conditions, I'm afraid, attached to that. And I don't know if he'd be yes. prepared to fulfil them. If he didn't yeah. say, ooh, Betty, I wouldn't give you a top safety for it. <laughs> ooh, Betty, I'd probably go three grand. Yeah. You'd need a lot more than Top and Tapney for the uh, Michael Crawford phone call. Go on. Do you want to know? So I think, and then finally, I'll give you a third one to mull over. Okay. Lunch with Dragon, Tuka Suleiman. Ooh. Mm. Dragon's Den. How many times has he met Sean Bean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also a bit embarrassing when he puts all the money for the meal on the table at the beginning. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.
Well, I need to say I left us on tenterhooks. Of course now. you did, yes. I've got to reveal the prices. What are tenterhooks? Are they anything to do with camping? 8, 12, 15. <clears throat> I've always thought they sounded a bit insecty. Yeah. I That's think people, I think some people think they're tender, but they're not, are they? They're no. tender. Did I get it right with tender? Yes. I, I check with always Frank Skinner. He's <laughs> my grammarian. Uh, so. I offered you, this is this um, auction for the Sick Children's Trust, you can win Dance Masterclass with Anton Dubeck. Right, I'd pay top whack for that. Because I think it would be a laugh. Well, I'm thinking mm. of, and of getting it. I'd come out being better at dancing. I genuinely think I should do it. Oh, that'd be good. I think I might. Um, the other celebrity options are limited edition signed Alan Shearer shirt, but let's focus on call from renowned actor Michael Crawford, lunch with Tuka Suleiman and... Uh, dance class with Anton Dubeck. I mean, you've got <coughs> Anton Dubeck's gone. If I got three grand to talk about Sean Bean, yeah. who I've met like four times, yeah, then surely they're going to go five. Do you know what? The, do you know what current bid? Go on, three hundred and twenty-five. You are kidding. Come on, I'm going to get that. I'm going to snap that up. Uh, phone call from Michael Crawford, eight hundred pounds. Yeah, but these these are going to go off. The problem with that, though, is that a lot of people could pretend to do it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that bloke from... Um, I'll tell you, I'm playing play cricket against the Barmy Army, and they had a player who, who, was, who wore a beret when he was fielding and batting. Mm. And like if the ball hit him on the pads, he go, "Oh, that was a little. That was quite close." <laughs> and he did the whole See, thing. Even Frank could do it. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, he's driving me a bit insane with it. <laughs> and then he, they had him in the commentary box, and he was going, "Oh, Frank Skinner comes in the ball. I think someone's done a whoopsie." It was, oh, oh, oh stop it! Stop! It's like a disease. <laughs> Poor lad. I hope he's. God bless him. I hope he's listening. <laughs> <clears throat> I hope he's put oh, the beret. Poor lad, God bless him. Really me that. I hope he's put the beret wider. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, oh. um, he could always do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, Tuka, he can be contacted through the Barmy Army. Carry on. Yeah. Um, and and Tuka Suleiman, I can't remember what his was. I think he was. He's more lunch with Tuka Suleiman is more than the dance class with Anton. So come on. Making any sense? I suppose you'd get a lovely <laughs> lunch with Tuka Solomon. And also you? you'd come out of it with a business. It's going to lead to profit. Yeah, do you it? think like you might come? Is that, is that part of it? Yeah. <laughs> he sets you up in what, a business. Whatever business you're in, he probably streamlines it just over lunch, just absent mindedly without meaning to. But well, you'd be like it as well, wouldn't you? The, the, yeah. Put, start putting the Worcester sauce on and say, it's, if only there was a sort of an alternative to uh, <laughs> yeah, Worcester. Yeah. Will you give me. Yeah. Um, £200,000 <laughs> to research that. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the producers said there was a five... Was it five-minute ceiling to the phone call with Crawford? OK. That's plenty. Then. How much would you... What would your ceiling be? For the, for the phone call? If you were offering a phone call, what would your ceiling be? Um, well, it depends what the... Uh, you know, the special <laughs> request. The, what, what would my ooh, Betty be? <laughs> You might have to sing three lines yeah, or something. Yeah, I'd have to sing a bit of three lines, probably. Oh, that's yeah. what yours would be, Frank. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's for a good cause. Yes, this but is I, true. I, but... I don't know. I, I, met, I, I was on, um, I think it was BBC Breakfast or This Morning, one of those. It's very hard to, 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 yeah. to identify them separately. Yeah. With um, with Michael Crawford. He was very sort of friendly, nice. Is he? Yeah, I, but I, I, he might, I didn't ask him to do yeah. Who Betty. That's the test. 
Mm, I'm really glad you didn't ask him, Frank. (laughs) I'm slightly surprised you didn't ask him. (laughs) But it would have been, absolutely honest, though. It would have been. Hey, come on, before you go, just a new Betty for us. You've always got to ask yourself. Here's the thing, um, empathy lesson. Number one, uh, if Michael Crawford had said, Frank, sing Jules Ramey's Still Gleaming, how would you feel? I'd have, I'd have done him as a swap, sis. <laughs> Once he'd started, I'd have been on the floor before he'd actually got to the... Oh, brilliant. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. As the motoring correspondent of this show, <laughs> oh, I feel yeah. like it's... Um, I mean, for a start, I don't think I should be the motoring correspondent, but, you know, people have dubbed me such, so you take it, don't you? I think, I think of the three of us, you, uh, you've you earned the right. OK. Well, I feel like I, I should bring it to your attention that Harry Styles has been in the news this week because his car broke down, and whilst waiting for it to be towed away, he went into a, a fan's house... She wasn't there, and he wrote her, like, a nice little note and said, oh, I've been in your house and I've fed your fish and stuff. But the big bit missing from this story for me is that Harry Styles is the sort of person who has cars that break down. I don't know. Such a 70s thing to happen, surely. Well, the last person I heard that happen to was on this very show, Alan. Oh, yeah. When Ed Byrne was due to guest in the days when we had guests. Oh, yeah. And do you remember, we got a call saying his car's broken down and we said, well, that's a bit 70s. Then we heard he'd fallen in a ditch. Well, the car had. The car had gone in a ditch. Well. Yeah. (laughs) This is BC before Cockrell, this story. Sorry, Uh, yeah. It's all right. But it wasn't his car. That was a a car he was being driven in. Yeah, but then they said the RAC had been called and Frank said, I thought that died out in the 1960s. (laughs) Well, you think of those, you know, those metal RAC badges you get on Hillman Hunters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, this story, there's an Agatha Christie story called The Mysterious Affair at Styles. And this, I would like been to... been a few of those. I would I've like heard. to get yeah. a job as a, uh, as a tabloid detective because I read this story about four times mm. and it more and more things puzzled me. I mean, that your point about the car... It, I can't believe he drives a car that's capable of breaking down. And if he does, don't eight people turn up immediately from his... You'd think. His entourage. entourage. He must have a panic button. A sort of things aren't going right. Well, also, he can fly, if you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he just... I'd forgotten about that. Why didn't he just speed off home? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm for people that are unaware, we should explain that there's a Harry Styles music video where he flies. For, for too long. <laughs> he, it's one of those when they think we're gonna, we, we can make it look like he can fly, and it's out of doors, it's quite impressive. But what you want to do is hold back uh-huh. and then towards the end fly. But he, go, he goes off early. And he then goes. he's just up there trying to think of stuff like to do. Like a hummingbird. It is, yeah. um, oh, if anyone man. wants to check it out, the producer just reminded me, it's a Sign of the Times um, video. It's a Sign of the Times. No, not that no, one. Not that one. No, but anyway, he... Uh, but his car wouldn't break. Of course, his this car. This is the weird thing. He doesn't have it's reverse bit, gear, you know. As you that. Say, he doesn't have reverse gear. It's no. a bit Austin Why Allegro. Not? Hang on, there's a joke coming. Oh, go on. Why doesn't Harry Styles' car have, have reverse, reverse gear? gear. 
Because it goes one direction. Oh, oh there we go. Yes, so... Très bon. No, but first of all... Okay, so I agree with what you're saying about the... uh, Where with the team? It wouldn't break down. And if he did break down, yes, there'd be a panic button and ten people would come out of nowhere to, uh, to help him. So then... He goes into someone's house, mm-hmm. but it says that he's led it. He's taken into the house <laughs> by the man, a friend of the owner of the house, yeah. not the house. Yeah. yeah. He's led in. Does the man stay or does the man go? Is he left in? Is he left in the house on his own? Unattended. Good point. Why are there no pictures of him with the other people? Well, I'll tell you why. Because his first thing, he thought, this is a great story, I'll get this out. And then he thought, hold on, I was in someone else's house. (laughs) Two households mixing together. Maybe I'll say it was a neighbour who led me into an empty house and then I stood about in... That's my first theory. You're right. I have other theories about Uh. this story. Stick around. We've just got a, a couple of uh, claim to fame, uh, off-the-wall claim to fame, I believe you called it, Frank, more specifically. Carmel McKenna, Bruce Forsyth hit a golf ball that landed on my legs on the Des O'Connor show, and that was uh, in the early 90s. Landed on your legs <laughs> on the Des O'Connor show? That's, there's more to that. There definitely was, is. Was, was, was Carmel in the audience and he, he chipped... He, maybe he chose a niblick <laughs> and he just chipped one off the stage off maybe a special a, a little square of uh, astroturf they'd put down yep. it landed in a lap or was she um, was she the one in the glittery leotard and he was supposed to be driving it straight and he spliced it yeah. on the kneecap mm. I like not knowing <laughs> Paul Jolly um, at Mr Malcontent he sounds like he'd be a nice friend for you, Frank. Yeah. As a young lad, I got bitten by Ed Stewart's alsatian <laughs> <laughs> on my paper round. Ed Stewart Stewart, in case you don't remember him. Well, Quite a harrowing experience. Yeah. He, um, he, I believe he was a um, crackerjack presenter. It's children's mm-hmm. TV, and he also did a really popular... Um, radio show where they yep. played I don't know if such a thing exists now what a really popular radio show no. <laughs> <laughs> not the right Thanks, mate. I haven't heard of one in these parts <laughs> <laughs> um, but do they have radio they have um, cool kids but they play stuff like Beyonce on there yeah. but this was mm. stuff like uh, <laughs> train whistle blowing make a thumbelina thumbelina pretty little thing I once was an ugly duckling it's all that yeah. But I don't, I, I don't know of any radio station that plays that stuff. Maybe we no. should start. Well, imagine playing weird music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me, a swan? Ah, <laughs> uh, go on. Yes, you're a swan. Oh, sorry, that's the spoken bit from the ugly duckling. <laughs> um, mm, well, that's, that's fabulous stuff. We were, can we get back to Harold? Of course we can. Do Harold think, Styles. Do you think he was um, Chris and Harold Styles? I bet he wasn't. No, I think not. It'd be Harry. You uh, referred to him frequently as the, the Styles boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're discussing his, uh, his recent car breakdown and then he ended up having a cup of tea. I mean, 
He is a man who's been in the tabloids many a time and oft for his mm. uh, for his ways. <laughs> And yet this news story has made me think, if I ever met him, my first question would be, so what are you driving these days? And I never thought that would be what I would ask Harry Styles about. I yeah. thought it would be more gossipy. My first question would be, how come you didn't learn joined-up writing at school? Oh, the note, note. The note he left for this fan was like, quite a long note, all in block capitals. Right. Like Shouty. he's a man who, who lived on ransom money in his, <laughs> in his, in his wilderness years before <laughs> They, uh... I never trust anyone who's overly reliant on caps. I mean, maybe you've got to say the old. There's no need to shout. <laughs> <laughs> um, Playing devil's advocate, maybe he sure. realised he was re- he was writing it for a 13 year old girl, and he thought True. I won't do my best joined up in case it's hard for her to pass. Well, give us something to aspire towards. Maybe. I've got a lovely letter from Arthur Miller. Um, <laughs> Where did his car break down? (laughs) (laughs) He wrote it to me from a hotel in New York. It was lovely. And it's, do you know, his writing (laughs) is spectacular. I can believe that. I I mean, I believe all of this story. The fact you've got the letter (laughs) and his writing being great. I've aspired towards Arthur Miller's writing ever since that day. Give her something to aspire towards, Harry. Yeah. Well, I've aspired towards Harry Styles' writing since I saw the thing, and I'm now writing things like sausage and chips <laughs> for um, local um, <laughs> hospitality outlets. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. What I wanted this story to turn... Now, I mean, I've I, I got nothing against Harry Styles. I'm sure he's a lovely fellow. But... Um, I, you want it to be, you know that film Misery, when that writer, <laughs> when the writer's car breaks down and he, he turns, he goes to a super fan's house and she <laughs> chains him, chains him to a bed and smashes his feet so he can't escape. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Man, I believe she says to him. Oh, that's very fine. I saw her once uh, at a Beverly Hills hotel queuing up at the Carvery with uh, Danny DeVito. It's a claim to fame. Off the wall claims to fame. Can yeah. I ask you, Frank? You were so you were sort of establishing your case, Hercule Poirot. Yes. You had a couple of suspicious elements here. Didn't well, you? I think the car breaking down and no one official, officially part of um, the Styles entourage turning up is suspicious. I think um, someone showing him into someone else's house. Is a very suspicious thing. Mm. And also, there's a photograph um, of him feeding this girl's fish yeah. at the house. Yes. No mask, but, you know, I don't ask. Um, but the photograph is by a woman called Sonia Jasinski, who is a professional photographer and is not mentioned in the story at all. Mm. Now, how does that work out? Does he break down and go in the house and think there's a photo opportunity here? And the the man from next door is now speaking to him through the window. <laughs> said, I got my phone up and he goes, oh, yeah. no, no. Photographer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I'll phone uh, Sonia, the professional photographer, to take this casual Instagram photo of, of this me? opportune mm. moment. Wearing Gucci runway. Yeah. Is that Big what it was? baggy white trousers that were oh, a bit yeah. see-through. You know, there's one when the pocket lining shows through the trousers. I hate that. 
Yeah. Kind of tapered palazzo. I'll say this, as, um, as conspiracy theories go, at the moment, your one that you've just described is small beer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. But it's still, it's a lot of trouble to go to. I, at the end of the article I read, I don't know where you uh, came across this, but... At the end of it, there was long stuff about his tour having been put back and tickets were still... I mean, oh, oh. there's something very... Maybe that's what's happened. His loss of earnings means that he's now running an old banger that he can't afford to... Well, what I would say... can't get a nice car anymore. Here's <laughs> the thing, boys. <laughs> he is, for a long time... I mean, Tom Cruise sat in the I Heart My Fans chair. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, all that handshaking at premieres. He did a lot of that. No, he, he went it? the extra mile. He would save people from axe road accidents and all sorts of crews. Stars has got his eye on that chair. You reckon? Yeah, he's been doing a lot of that. And I, I know what you mean, Frank. There are some strange elements to this story. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not the chair I would put styles in, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, would you put him, Frank? Well, I imagine the young... The, 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 the woman who was his fan was... Imagine how gutted she would have been to have missed him turning up at her house. That yeah. would be horrible. Yeah. I should think the parents went out and gave thanks at the local <laughs> place of worship. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't home. I have another thing to add. I'm loving Frank. He's like that film Knives <clears throat> Out, Daniel Craig at the end. You've it's, turned it on. Oh, yeah. Another thing, just Frank. That recently. He signed a copy of her album. Now, I don't know, young people, but how many young people... Have physical copies exactly. of albums yeah. these days. See, so you can't sign Apple Music. No, it's fancy. Oh my oh, God, Frank, you've cracked the case. Sonia Jasinski's turned up with her <laughs> fabulous camera. Oh yeah, her car broke down as well. Just outside, <laughs> did it? Yeah, and she got all her equipment in the back: lighting, makeup woman in the boot. Oh, that's weird. A costume? They're all yeah. They're all in the car. They were coming back from another <laughs> show. That is weird, isn't it? And also, it's very, very reckless to go and feed somebody's fish. You don't know what they're feeding. That was my is. main concern about yeah. this. What about when I went out with a woman? Oh, I've told you this story before, I think, but it's pertinent. Well, can we check what this. it is before you... No, it's, it's, not, it's, it's clean. OK. Um, and she had... Um, she had tropical fish. Do you remember this story? Oh, so I'm sorry I, to I hear went that. to a local um, toy shop <laughs> and bought about 20 plastic fish and put them in the tank, and I thought, this will confuse her tomorrow morning, if you get my meaning. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, sure enough, I, we got up next morning and every one of her fish were dead, poisoned oh. by the plastic fish <laughs> I'd put in there. And I said, I'll clean the tank. Don't worry, I'll clean the tank. So I scooped out the, the dead fish and also the plastic, the evidence, as I like to call it, <laughs> and put the whole lot in the bin. It's a terrible... I mean, I, I still... Um, in the bin? Well, yeah, yeah. We didn't... There was too many to have a formal uh, ceremony. <laughs> It's not like a moony wedding. <laughs> God. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. On the subject of um, claims to fame, mm. my uh, 78-year-old mother-in-law um, went to... Oh, she looks good. I didn't know she was 78. Went Stunning. on holiday. Stunning. Uh, to Nicaragua with um, Brian Malko, the lead singer from Placebo. She was younger then. She was 71, I think. Right. Um, but, yeah. What a Bitten woman. by a scorpion, if I remember rightly. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that band was there as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heavy metal. 
Uh, would you like to hear this claim to fame, Frank? Oh, from yes. Tim Bread. Tim Bread? Yes. Okay. Hmm. My enemy <laughs> on the carbs front. Uh, Tim says, My fingers are sometimes used as stock footage when ITN show a pin being entered at an ATM. Oh, that's <laughs> After I did an interview years ago when the banks had an IT meltdown. <laughs> Tim, I think that might be my favourite so far. That is, that is really good. Yeah. I hope we don't get any of the people who are used in the uh, oh. National Obesity Crisis. I always feel <laughs> sorry for those oh, people. They they're must recognise themselves. Yeah, they don't use faces, but you'd recognise a T-shirt or something yeah. like that. What an outfit. <clears throat> Unwitting, the Unwitting Slayer as well. Uh, she, You might remember she spent six hours in the maternity hospital after laughing a lot at you and her daughter was nearly called Frankie. Do you remember that? She, oh, she, yeah, so she's, I got shoved by a bloke getting off a train, started to fall backwards and was caught by Richard E. Grant, who Great. escorted me off the train like the total gent he is. Fantastic. That's yeah. nice. You can picture... You could trust... He's probably done many, many drama school trust exercises where you yes. fall back into someone's <laughs> Good arms point. and catch He probably knew the exact bracing position to save his back. for his whole life in many yeah, ways, hasn't he? God, he is the guy you want to uh, fall into. Here's a fun one. Whereas David James, the goalkeeper, oh, yeah. he'd be on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, my off-the-wall claim to fame is that my dad once made a sheepskin coat for hard-drinking <laughs> Canadian snooker sensation Bill Werbenjek. <laughs> <laughs> and they finish, good luck beating that <laughs> from Tony Marsh. Sheepskin coat! I wonder how many sheep died in the making of oh, that Oh, I think coat. a fair two. big man. Well, I, I googled Bill Werbenjek <laughs> during the last link because I thought this was funny and um, it says that he's a hard drinker Canadian snooker sensation. The main photo that comes up is him sitting at a, at a table absolutely covered in various drinks. I'll tell you why that is, though, because Bill Werbenjek uh, claimed on his tax returns, um, his, his tax claim was that he, he couldn't play snooker at, at, uh, in a tournament because of nerves gave him made his hand shake and he couldn't oh, play. Oh, like the yips. Like so the... this was before the uh, the beta blockers were oh, introduced. Right. So he said he had to drink at least 15 pints of lager <laughs> before he could play a game. So he used to claim all Legend! that lager against... Uh, <laughs> I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> tell you what he's most famous for, strangely, is um, his fellow countrymen... Um, Cliff Thorburn, known as the Methodical Mountie. Yeah. In those days, when if you came from Canada, you probably called him Mountie. <laughs> um, he got the first ever 147, I think, televised. I think it was the first ever. And it's that stage at the World Championships where they have a screen down in between the tables because there's two games going on. Oh, yeah. And when he got near the end, you just saw Bill Werbenick's face, like the <laughs> moon coming over a mountain range. <laughs> Looking around the corner, watching this uh, final thing. Oh, Bill. I don't think he's no longer with us, Bill. But um, These we was, have uh, loved, eh? Truly, Can I just yeah. end this Thursday, link by man. telling you, Frank, that uh, 842 uh, worked with Nick Knowles' mum at the Benefits Agency in Tunbridge Wells 32 years ago. <laughs> Fantastic. 32 years ago. <laughs> I was watching him just the other day on Home is Where the Art 
is. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, he's brilliant on that. He's took to wearing very tight garments. <laughs> Nick Nails. He looks like he's been Nick dressed. He, he looks like he's been... <laughs> did I say nails? Nick Nails. OK. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know what made me think okay. of that. <laughs> but he looks like he's been dressed and, and then soaked. <laughs> We've uh, we've had various claims to fame. Yes. Uh, here's one of them from 413. Hi, team. Claim to fame. I once walked in on Jimmy White having a shower in my house. I was 15 at the time. He was at my house because my brother is Stephen Hendry. I did not <laughs> oh, know he was there, up. and obviously locks are a mystery to him. <laughs> now, I think your claim to fame might be that your brother is Stephen yeah, you Hendry. Think so. But no, this is a more... Um, Jimmy uh, White's car had broke down. He was <laughs> down there by a next-door neighbour. <laughs> that was like when uh, Chris Jagger, Mick Jagger's brother, said to me, we've got a lot of celebrities in North London, the great Soprendo. <laughs> Your brother's Mick Jagger. Can I talk to you about something? I wanted to get your opinion, your collective opinion on this, because I know both of you, how can I put this? I know you you like to save a penny or two, as opposed to pick a pocket or two. Uh, um, Particularly uh, my learned friend to my right. That's me. Yes. Frugal. There's yeah, been... did, you, did you used to be in the undertones? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Frank. There's been a lot of people returning library books recently and the reason for this spate of returns, yes, I've used it. Yeah, Johnny Spate. <laughs> is due to fines. There's sort of been somewhat of an amnesty on library fines because of recent events. Well, I think the yeah. theory is that during lockdown, lots yeah. of people did a big tidy in it, their yes. house. This is shows the libraries and their faith in human nature. Yeah. So people, and they thought, oh, no, I never took back that library book, rather than they thought, I can't be bothered to take yeah. that library book back. So, yeah, so... Um, and as a result, they've had this uh, this amnesty. So at the moment, you haven't had to pay fines, which has resulted in some books from... I mean, 1972? I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, that 1972. One really, that puzzled me, because how a children's book from long ago can last that long? Because they get real abuse, well, don't it? they? They get thrown about and Depends driven over in tractors. It might have been a railway enthusiast who was just, <laughs> just checking they had the right gauge. And when you say they get real abuse, do you mean minorities in the 70s children's books? <laughs> no. Um, he had, had he been held to fines, this chap, it would have set him back eight grand. What? He's, so it's grand larceny, really. It is. He's got right. away with I know the the article I read. They called they they call these people lax lenders, which surely was a villain in uh, the Superman <laughs> comics. They call them lax lenders. Surely that's the library that's the lax lender because no, they're not following. I suppose it they up. lend the book borrow. Uh, yeah. They're lax well, look, borrowers. Well, look, it's not my phrase. I think they're guilty borrowers. That's what I think they are. Guilty borrowers. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, it, it, the one I saw was uh, uh, someone returned because there was two, two in a week. There was mm. the Thomas the Tank Engine one. There was also a book called um, by the, the Collected Poems <clears throat> of Geoffrey Faber, 
oh, yeah. called Buried Stream, which came back after 57 years. Again, oh. ridiculous. Is that one you're familiar with, Frank? No, the poetry I have czar? to say, it, it is not one I'm familiar <laughs> with. He's a poetry czar. Um, I think he's of the Faber family, though. You know, Faber and Faber and all oh, that. Oh, is he? Oh, really? Um, we'll have a few quid. But I looked it up at that book. I looked it up when I saw this on eBay, and they had it on there for nine pounds ninety, um, plus two pounds seven five delivery, and it said very clearly and up front and with no shame, former library book. Oh, which you often get. Yes. On, uh, yes. So it's all right to do that. Hmm. <sighs> Because well, they do sell their books. Yeah, eventually. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you see a shelf of them for like 20 pence, don't you? Actually in a library, maybe. I mean, you can imagine a bunch of librarians sitting having a cup of tea in the staff room saying, thank God we got rid of that buried stream, Jeffrey <laughs> Faber. <laughs> and then suddenly a knock on the door, delivery! <laughs> <laughs> no! Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Talking about library books. <laughs> Don't switch off. But before we do, can I just briefly mention off the wall claim to fame? Go on. Matthew Jones, I played the dead chef in Frank's. Do you know where this is going to end? The oh. dead chef. Can I, I mean, guess? Um, in in um, Doctor Who, Mommy. Um, Mummy on the Orient Express. He oh, won. he was the dead chef. Oh, Remember him? wow! Yes, of course. <laughs> there you go. Fabulous. <laughs> I don't think there's much about that episode that Frank won't remember. No, just for future reference. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, on the um, on the the library former library book thing on eBay. I saw a very nice lady on uh, Antiques Roadshow. Oh, and what did um, she wear? What she, did she have a brooch and a? Nice... It's that kind of lady, but in, you know, in, interesting. Someone you felt had lived, lived an interesting life. Yes. And it turned out that she worked at I think Elstree or Pinewood or one of those places, and she had like about five original Jerry Anderson puppets, and she did that. You know, they were just in a skip. They wow. were just, yeah. and I thought. Were they though? <laughs> yeah. Were they just in a skip? I mean, I don't know when you, if you remember when we went to the uh, the James Bond exhibition. Mm. Apparently, it happens quite a lot that you know you see stuff on eBay, for example, and it's the jacket, the odd job, or right. and you think, well, surely that belongs to the film company, mm. doesn't it? Mm. That's all I'm saying. Look, I don't, want to, I don't want to get anyone to, into trouble. Anyway, I looked up this story on the BBC website. I don't know if you ever look at the BBC website. Sometimes. Sometimes. If I want to see uh, John Pertwee uh, collapsing a caravan in well, the 70s, a, there are some it, great clips of that. It's, I mean, like the new BBC News oh, no. app. It's right. informative, if a little dreary. Um, wow, imagine being described that way. And um, I don't I'm need to. Sure. <laughs> And you know what? When you look at a story on the BBC website, if there's any similar stories, they um, they line them up underneath older stories oh, yeah. on the same oh, do theme. They? If so you I, like this, you'll like this. So I never really click. I never really click on those. But I thought I looked at these two library book stories: the Buried Stream and Thomas the Tank Engine. And then there was a few underneath. 
So just off the top of my, not off the top of my head, because I made a note of it. So Bering Stream was 57 years. Uh, Thomas Tank Engine, uh, 48 years. To see in a sieve, this is another story, 37 years. The Cherries and the Double Arrow, 42 years. Culture and Society of Africa, 60 years. The Olmec Head, 42 years. I gave up after that. All these stories were all about library books coming back after ages. Oh, really? They all had a, pedest- uh, a, a librarian saying... Well, of course, it would have cost, and then saying what the thing was. Yeah. But we're very glad they brought it back. It's a recurring, you know, when I... So it's not just a pandemic thing, it's... Mm. No, it's it's like gurning on the local news. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, well, that that makes me feel a bit better, because I've I've seen this this week and thought it was a pandemic story, and I think we've all had different stages of pandemic, haven't we? We had fear initially, and then some people you had... You didn't. No, I did. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. I did, yeah. And then some people had, like, burning 5G masts down versions of the pandemic. <laughs> wasn't some that people, you as well? No, that wasn't me either. <laughs> some people got really into mask shaming and all that. But at no point... That's you. No, yeah. no okay. point during the pandemic have I thought, I must take that 1962 no. library book back. It's never occurred to me. I would say that these stories are from the people who bought you postcard arrives after 50 yeah. years. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just... <laughs> You're right. Yeah, uh, Harry Styles will be at the bottom of it. <laughs> no, I, I think he's, we're fairly safe. He won't be involved in the library book story. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. Alan, I feel I'm going to hand this one over to you, but five one one. What a story! I mean, come on. Um. We've been doing uh, sort of off-the-wall claims to fame. Mm. Uh, 511, I had broken down in Richmond. In fact, this ties in with the... <laughs> Everything. What's this, happened to the motor? <laughs> I had broken down in Richmond and knocked a door to use the phone. It was in 1995. And it was Ronnie Wood's house. He answered the door and... A rookery. And uh, thought I was a guest <laughs> a to his party. Ah. <laughs> oh. There was loads of celebs there, partied all night and left at 4am in an AA van back to Reading. <laughs> Lol, Eddie Turner, former boxing champion. Oh, That is a multi-layered text message. It is, and uh, a light, uh, light contender for the claim to fame. I don't know if he was a light contender. Oh, I'm going I'm to oh, be finding out about Eddie Turner. should have been a contender. Are you? Yeah. Um, well, while you do, uh, also 183 Frank has said, I won a Fringe First Award in Edinburgh Festival and met Frank, who'd won the Perrier Award the same year, 1990, from Emily. A different Emily, we presume. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah maybe that, that's as, as many details as we need on. <laughs> oh, God. Late congratulations. Um. <laughs> also, do you remember I was asking earlier what all of us were asking the question, what exactly are tenterhooks? Yes. Yes. And we've had our fabulous readers. This is there's something so satisfying about our readers getting in touch with the answer, Frank. Don't you think? Oh, God. Um, mm. 755, a tenter is a piece of textile machinery where the cloth is stretched on hooks. Oh, Okay, so if you're on tenter hooks, it's te- that sort of tension. You're yes. taut. Stretched yeah. out. You're absolutely taut, Al, Frank Skinner. Now you dwelleth in hooky <laughs> street, don't you? Do I? Oh, yes. <laughs> in fact, I've, uh, I've received a gift. Yeah. 
Very good link, Frank. Yeah, good segue. I've received the Only Fools and Horses quiz book that means through the post. Fabulous, that is. And, um, and a book, Would You Rather, um, mm. which is like a... Who's it from, Al? ...book of preposterous poses to ponder. It's from Bonnier Publishers. Yes. Oh, okay. thank the Thank giver. you. That was a nice thank you, Frank. It was. It was. Excuse me, while we're in thank you corner, briefly, you boys will be aware, what about the gift that arrived for me last week? Oh, man. Oh, wow. We couldn't even... We needed the world's strongest man to get it up the stairs. It was a, it was a big one. It, would it respond to a magnet? Good question. Well, we should say it was a piece of metal artwork. This company called Nala, thank you so much, Nala. It was personalised artwork... Based on a photograph of Ray. Dog, wouldn't it? Nala. Nala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GN. Nah. This is with N A R L A. But it's um, basically, I think the idea is that you supply a photo of your pet or loved one mm. and they'll construct a metal art piece out of it. Mm-hmm. In this case, um, the idea is to put it in the garden. So thank you, Johnny Few. Um, apparently he knows of my love for my pet dog and thought I'd want to receive one of the test pieces of artwork. It's extraordinary. It is. It's a, it's a lovely thing. I've seen it and it weighs a ton. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't send me one, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Not one of Kath. No, no. I, I, I can't, what a metal one of Kath. Imagine no. Kath in the garden. She has something of a steely <laughs> grin about her. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Um, 061 has given us an alternative tenterhooks to mm. the one that Emily yeah. just read oh. moments ago. Yeah. Um, it begins from Mark 222. Oh, maybe he's given himself a different number at the end of his phone there. Is or it maybe Des- it's a relative of Desmond's. Oh, yeah. That's a <laughs> the Archbishop. Is that a Bible reference, Mark 222? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, it, could be an, it could be a ballet enthusiast. <laughs> uh, morning, Frank and gang. I understand that tenterhooks are the little hooks that herrings are hung on in the smokehouse before they become kippers. Hope this helps. Well... It doesn't actually, because it's uh, it's put a veritable fly in the ointment I from our previous explanation. If you were on tenterhooks, you might smoke heavily <laughs> with yeah. anxiety. Yeah, maybe. But if you were I on tenterhooks, I suppose I suppose you're waiting for. I mean, they've, uh, yeah. they've already deceased, but you know, they're, yeah, they're in a holding zone, as it were. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> what Can fish was it again? Herring. Okay. We'll probably have some people Rich from our broth that will be able to answer that. Yeah, of the smoky industry. Yeah. <laughs> That's possible. Do you want to hear from... At the moment, can I... Sorry, I, I, I think the other one makes more sense, the tautly stretched... Yes. Fabric. Well, call my bluff, thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go for the tautly stretched fabric. So it's an Argentine <laughs> jacket? <laughs> yeah, OK. Uh, Trevor Rudge has got in touch. Trevor. Uh, this was the. This is for the um, claim to fame. Oh, yeah. Uh, off the wall claim to fame. My chemistry teacher was related to the Dooleys. Are you familiar with them? The Stacey Dooley. Uh, yeah. Must not Stacey Dooley. I mean the Dooley brothers, is it, or who are they? They're band or something. Yes, yeah, I believe be, so. Because it was well, Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Well, yeah. Dooley as well, Doobie. I think. Maybe. Anyway, he would mm. dictate notes which always included references to the band. 
e.g. PVC is used to make records by bands such as the Dooleys. <laughs> Anyone who used to write any other band's name would lose a grade. Oh dear. I mean, that's a bit much. <laughs> I need to check out the Dooleys. Any, anyone out there, if you remember the Dooleys, this rings a bell with me. Frank, just seeing so you know, it, if you say, um, I need to check out the Dooleys, yeah. it's quite ageing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <gasps> Richard E. Grant's got involved, everyone. Well, oh, he's got yeah. involved. Well, he liked the tweet about the bloke getting off the train. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That's thanks, nice. thanks, Dickie. Um, There's a story, isn't there, about um, Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness had got these heavy suitcases at um, King's Cross or something. And uh, a bloke came up to him and said, Oh, man, Alec Guinness, uh, fantastic. And uh, he said, Can I have your autograph? He said, You can if if you'll help me carry these suitcases. And the guy says, Yeah, fine. And uh, he signed his autograph. That was going brilliant. Just walked off. Oh, <gasps> I mean, oh. we're talking about Obi Wan. That is oh. outrageous. Um, Three nine one. I'll quickly tell you has a great claim to fame. Uh, I taught boxing champion Oscar De La Hoya t- how to tweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not easy with gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I worked for his promotions company 10 years ago or so and was tasked with setting it up on his phone and showing him how Twitter worked. I pressed send on his first tweet, Angela Randall in Leon C. That's lovely, isn't it? Unless he's been completely cancelled because of some tweet that he sent. Possibly. And she, in a way, was party to the destruction of his career. But let's hope that didn't happen. Frank Skinner. Um, I have a question. We were discussing the library moments ago. Um, is this normal? Do some people finish a book and then struggle with the next one because the previous one is lingering? Have you ever had this? Is yes. this a, because I mean, the, it's the, like it's like uh, it's the rebound read. I yes, call it. The example I always give is that mm. I once tried to go from Harry Potter to uh, Francis Ween's biography of Karl Marx, and it's oh. too much of a step change. <laughs> that is, it, that's it a big couldn't, It couldn't be done. And I think I've just done a similar thing. I've just finished Treasure Island, which <gasps> is a fun read. It's a great. I remember recommending it you, on here. You recommended it on Did here. Did you read it because Frank pointed out there was a character called... <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Alan, who I think sort of dies in the wings. It's not a spoiler. Does, but, it's a, but to <laughs> hear, just to hear or to read Long John Silver say Alan's... Yes. <laughs> Well, actually, I didn't read that because here's another problem. I've had a lifelong thing where I confuse Treasure Island and Robinson Crusoe. I interchangeably think of what... So I thought you were totally talking agree. about Robinson Crusoe on air and I was ah. thinking I was a really interesting person reading Treasure Island. Mm. So when they find the footsteps in the sand, it's just circles. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but I finished Treasure Island and then I thought the next book I should read was the Bible, which is a bit influenced by Frank and uh, and it's it's a much different... What the Bible is? It's different, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a big book and, and it's not... I'm going to be honest, it's Light not... Um, <laughs> yes. Is it in joined upsies or capsies? 
it's uh, oh, there's a lot of numbers by the side. I don't think I've Are made. Are you reading the Bible? Yeah, I thought I'd read the Bible. Al phoned me up and said, uh, <laughs> "What? I'm going to get I... a Bible. What's a good?" Uh... What's yeah, a good did addition? you do which, King James? Is King James a bit old school, Frank, these yeah, days? Yeah, I didn't. He frightened people off. I mean, I love it. But he <laughs> he went for one with it. acronyms, not NSFW, like not suitable for work, but there's a... What's, it, what's the acronym, Frank? Yeah, what it's NIV. All oh, right, yeah. Oh, isn't that lovely? You're recommending your little things to him. Yeah, <laughs> I but I don't that. know if... Maybe I should have a little gap where I don't read anything before well, I, I go into it. I did say to Al, I feel you're going... <laughs> I am giving you a large rod in which you plan to beat me. So you know he's going to come in and say... So I was reading uh, <laughs> Ephesians. <laughs> well, the good thing is, Frank, what you can do in return... You can come out with some his little only fools and horses oh, book. Oh wow! Well, you yeah. can maybe make I a few comments. I've, I don't know if I've done the uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I've done the research. I was at the comedy awards when Boston Meredith fell over and split his head open. Oh, yes, I was there. Yeah, yeah. That oh, was, that was uh, a shame. Is that your claim to fame? It was. Uh, yes, a shame, <laughs> but it was also sort of brilliant. It but really you know, was. he was all right. Um, yeah. Glyn has texted, I was once given a lecture from Big Daddy on why I shouldn't bite my nails. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder oh. what that lecture contained. Like, how many different points were don't, there? Why? Don't <laughs> bite your nails. <laughs> I imagine it went roughly like that. I, I mean, if know. we're talking about physical appearance, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> Physician he, heal thyself. Daddy heal thyself. He slightly. Did he invent the mankini, would you say? Oh, he yeah. He was pre-Borat, very much so, yes. Yeah. I'm reading, while we're on what we're reading, I'm reading the Rupert Everett uh, diaries. Fun? Oh, come on. Oh, I'm going to start them in our reading club. I like oh, them. We've got a bit book club. Yeah. yeah. What are you reading, Frank Skinner? I am reading a biography of um, John Milton. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Love him. It was... Loves uh, poetry. Yeah, it's not poetry. It's mainly about his political... uh, He was a, you know... That's a bit like The Only Fools and Horses. He was a great champion of the execution of Charles I. (laughs) (laughs) As it turns out. Absolutely. You know, I'm not one to gossip. (laughs) 3am. Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles to Milton's view on the execution of Charles I. Here at Absolute Radio, where real culture matters, um, thank you so much for listening uh, this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time uh, next week. If there's any of Charles I's family listening, no offence. <laughs> Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.